Welcome back, beautiful souls, to our 28th episode of Spirituality with Kayun. Last episode, I spoke about the need to overcome fear if we want to grow on the spiritual path or any path. Oftentimes, students will share with me that one of their biggest fear is having no money, or they would question, must we have nothing in order to be a yogi? As many of us live in big cities like Hong Kong or New York, we're used to this luxurious lifestyle. We love shopping for brand names like Chanel, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Versace. On our holidays, we love to visit five-star hotels and resorts. We love fine dining at Michelin restaurants. We love to pamper ourselves with massages, facials, and spa treatments. And who doesn't love a luxurious ride? One of my exes always emphasized the importance of having an MBA, which stands for the Mercedes, BMW, and Audi collection. So this question of the need to live frugally often arises, And my answer is, no, of course not. Living spiritually doesn't mean living frugally. As a matter of fact, if we follow these spiritual laws, we can attract more abundance into our lives. My teacher would say that when we are spiritually successful, the universe will provide us with material success as well. However, that being said, when I first started diving deeper into these teachings, very naturally, I wanted to live simply. There are just too many distractions in the material world. As I've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, there's always this never-ending chase for external things. I was tired of running around in circles and just wanted to simplify my life. I started appreciating the concept of simplicity. More and more, I started feeling that it is the essence of happiness. I would contemplate, why do we need to live luxuriously to be happy? Think about it. Are we living lavishly to really be happy? Or are we living lavishly to show people in social media how happy we look? There's a concept in yogic teachings known as simple living, high thinking. Great sages like Muhammad Gandhi lived by it. He believed we should live simply so that others may simply live. So today I want to talk about the first part of the proverb, simple living. It's a lifestyle that promotes minimalism, mindfulness, simplicity, and intentional living. It involves living with less material possessions and focusing on what's truly important in life. A yogi life is more about eliminating, reducing, or removing the unnecessary and superfluous so that we can prioritize what is meaningful and essential. Henry David Thoreau, who was a great American philosopher, believed the soul grows by subtraction, not addition. In today's modern world, I can understand it may feel countercultural and very difficult to live simply. After all, everywhere we go, we're bombarded with advertisements that encourage us to do the complete opposite. To buy more, to consume more, and we'll be happy. It's certainly not easy to break away from the norm and the expectations from our society. 
I feel brainwashed by my surroundings to believe that what I have equates my worth. This creates a sense of pressure to conform to the societal expectations and to accumulate more possessions, experience, identities, even knowing that they may only bring temporary happiness and not everlasting fulfillment. So because of this, it takes work and effort to live simply. Some say it requires the greatest art to be simple these days. But I think that is worth it. With all the stress we have in our everyday lives, I think it can be very difficult to find peace in today's world. Ever since I started living a more simpler life, I feel happier and much more present. It's rewarding. Not only that, but I found that the simplest things, like watching a sunset, listening to my favorite song, having a good laugh with loved ones, a warm cup of tea, gatherings with family, are the best. The wise ones always remind us to enjoy the little things in life for one day, We'll look back and realize they were actually the big things. Coco Chanel used to be my idol. She says, simplicity is the keynote of all true elegance. I too think it is the ultimate sophistication. Before adopting simple living, like most girls, I used to love fashion, shopping, and getting all dolled up. However, these days, I prefer a simple wardrobe that consists of minimalistic colors and a few basic pieces. If you've noticed, highly successful people wear the same thing every day. Think Steve Jobs, black turtleneck and blue jeans, or Mark Zuckerberg in a gray t-shirt every day. Some of the reasons why I choose to dress in a minimalistic style is because it is one, time-saving as it reduces the need to make decisions. Two, I find minimalistic clothing to be very functional and practical. Three, I like the clean, uncluttered look and simple, timeless pieces. Minimalism is quite trendy these days and it's pretty much simple living. Have you seen some of the Japanese people practicing the art of minimalism? If you haven't, go Google Japanese minimalists and check them out. Many of them don't even have a bed. They fold up their mattresses and put it in the closet. You know, actually, when I was living in the ashram, we also practiced that. We had to do the same, fold up our mattress every morning and take it back out every night. My goodness, it was such a hassle to sneak in a nap during the middle of the day. Going back to the Japanese homes, you can literally count the number of items they have in their entire apartment. I mean, I can't even count the number of things I have in my kitchen or my bathroom. Of course, that kind of lifestyle is quite extreme, but I find it very inspiring at the same time. I used to confuse poverty and minimalism, but they're actually completely two distinct concepts. Privacy refers to a state of being in which a person lacks the financial resources necessary to meet their basic needs for food, shelter, clothing, and other essential items. It is involuntary and often categorized by a lack of access to health care, education, 
and other resources that are necessary for a dignified life. On the other hand, minimalism is a choice, a deliberate lifestyle choice in which a person intentionally reduces their possessions and focuses on living with only the essential items they need. It is about having that desire to simplify life so that we can have more time and space for what is important to us. I feel minimalism have many benefits as it helps me reduce stress, gives me more clarity, and increases my creativity. With a simpler life, I'm able to live more intentionally and mindfully. Minimalism and yuki living are often associated with each other because they share similar principles and values. Yogic living is a way of life that emphasizes self-awareness, mindfulness, and spiritual growth. Many times when we hear the word yoga, we think of standing with our hands or some crazy acrobatic pose. However, the principles of yogic living include not only the practice of yoga postures, what we call asanas, or breathing exercise, what we call pranayama, or meditation, what we call dhyana, but as well as ethical principles known as yamas and niyamas, many of which are in line with simple living. For example, the practice of moderation, known as brahmacharya, is not letting ourselves go to excess and allowing moderation to be our guide. There's also the practice of non-greed or non-accumulation known as aparigraha, which means not taking more than we need. When we do hoard, we are actually stealing resources from others who may actually need it, which ties back to the principle of non-stealing or what we call asteya. There's also the practice of contentment known as santosha, being happy with what we already have and not continuously chasing for more. By reducing the clutter in our lives, we create more space for self-awareness and spiritual growth. Simple living encourages us to be more present in the moment and to appreciate the beauty of all things and people in our lives. I feel it is one of the most powerful tools for personal development and self-discovery. An ashram is a spiritual place where people practice simple living. In such surroundings where the external distractions are reduced, individuals pursue a simple and contemplative lifestyle aimed at spiritual growth and inner peace. Residents may live in sparsely furnished rooms or shared accommodations and limit their possessions to only the basics. And they may follow a simple vegetarian or plant-based diet, which is seen as more environmentally sustainable and in line with spiritual values. And this gives them the opportunity to focus on the practice and cultivate a deeper sense of clarity and purpose in life. That's one of the reasons why I started Sajna Retreat about four years ago. After spending a few years living at the ashram, I moved back out to the city and wanted to share with urbanites this experience that changed my life. 
At our retreats, we follow this beautiful concept of simple living and high thinking. So we strip down all the unnecessary, focus on the essentials, and observe ethical principles that promote high thoughts in morale and conduct. Participants from the retreat always leave feeling happier, more grateful, and they come to realize the abundance of their lives. Sometimes in the midst of our stressful and busy lives, we forget to appreciate and enjoy the simple pleasures. My next sadhana retreat is happening very soon. If you're in Hong Kong, July 7th to the 9th, come join me and we shall practice together. Before I end, I want to share with you a story about an American who went to see a Sufi master. You know Americans have so much stuff. The U.S. is literally the epitome of a consumerist society. After all, the American dream is the pursuits of material wealth and success. So for many years, this American tourist had heard about a Sufi master and had fallen in love, deep love, with his words, his teachings, and his message. Finally, he decided to go see him. When he entered his room, he was surprised. It was an utterly empty room. The master was sitting. There was no furniture at all. The American could not conceive of a living space without any furniture. He immediately asked, Where is your furniture, sir? And the old Sufi laughed and said, And where is yours? Then the American said, Of course, I am a tourist here. I cannot go on carrying my furniture. Then the old man said, So am I. A tourist for only just a few days. And then I will be gone, just as you will be gone. This short story reminds me that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. The world is just a pilgrimage, and we're only here for a short while. Why waste time accumulating things that we can't take with us when we leave one day? Material possessions weigh a lot, while love, compassion, joy, wisdom, bliss, happiness, peace, do not cost anything. And with these wonderful companions, it is only easier to travel on this earth. Isn't it such an inspiring story? Thank you all for listening to Spirituality with Kayun. I hope you found this episode helpful on your own spiritual path. We will continue with high thinking in the next episode. If you have any sharing, questions, or comments, I would love to hear your thoughts. You can find me on Instagram, kyun underscore. Please be sure to subscribe to and leave a review or rating if you find these talks informative or inspiring. Have a great morning or evening wherever you are. The lights within me bow to the divine lights within you. Namaste, everyone.